Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. So I don't know what the deal is, but it's taking a long time for Rumble to pick up our stream over the past couple of days. It's really annoying. So what happens is when we start the live stream, we actually can't see if we're live or not for a long time. And so that means like the it, it's it's weird. Well, we just waited like three or four minutes with the stream going like and nothing was responding. So I don't know, whatever it is, what it is. I, I love the Rumble guys. They're making things better and better and better. <laughs> But I just wanted to let you guys know the reason why it uh, took a few minutes longer is because they're probably working on make it better. So it is what it is. But let's talk about this. Um, during the main show, uh, Katie, you mentioned that your liberal friends have no kids and your conservative friends have 12. Um, up to. Up I know. To. I know. I'm taking the extreme sure. ends. But, but no, uh, I really do have friends with 12 kids. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, in the 2000s, there was a study that said liberals were having, I think, 1.5 kids and conservatives were having 2.03 kids. Mm-hmm. Now we see uh, the Pew research from a few years ago showing that while Gen Z is almost identical to millennials politically, in some areas they actually tick slightly more conservative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably because you're now seeing the first wave of right. conservatives that are very serious about training their kids. If you have, if liberals have 100 kids and conservatives have 150 kids, mm-hmm. and then indoctrination stuff is influential, you'll end up with 110 liberal liberal adults and 140 conservative adults mm-hmm. like there will be some poll in the other direction we can expect if if we expect that but conservatives will have an edge just because they're making more people yeah well and i will say that something has happened among conservative parents even in the last 10 years which is where like uh they were like well it's okay like i'm gonna be able to not and now conservative parents are like it's war. I know it. And I'm going to equip yep. my kids. So like we there really has been, you know, a red pill. I mean, even among kind of non-political adults, the culture has gone that crazy that it has radicalized a lot of ordinary parents to say, I'm going to get very, very serious about either homeschooling, pulling them out or just you know moving, leaving the state. I mean, like there has been an exodus from see, I say like not through the Red Sea, but to the red states. There has been an exodus, yep. yeah. right? From we have well, people call in on occasion saying, "I want to leave where I am to oh, yeah. be in a, a different state." I was going to ask. I, well, I want. I want to, oh, sorry. I sorry, just sorry, sorry. to address that. There was a story that I read. I don't want to move on from the subject. You're fine. But keep put put a pin in that. There was a, a story a guy wrote that his daughter was trans. Mm-hmm. That the school kept telling her she was a boy. Mm-hmm. Changed her pronouns. Cut her hair. She was depressed. She attempted suicide. And so uh, he moved her out of the state to a rural area, and she meet, within a few months, she was totally better. Yes, yeah. One of the, one of the stories, a uh, similar one, was a guy saying that when his school came to him and said that his daughter was trans, 
he com- he immediately agreed completely and was like, really? He's like, okay, let me know what I need to do. This is going to, we're going to make sure we affirm her and keep her safe. And then a couple weeks later, he went to the school and said, jobs transferring me. I really do appreciate yeah. all your help. We'll mm-hmm. make sure she gets her treatment. Mm-hmm. Move to the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Cured. Yeah. No, I have had friends whose kids have come out as trans or had very serious issues. The state is not on your, I mean, in Washington state, it's nuts. They're not on your side. Um, and they have left the state because they could lose their kid. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's they, dangerous. Yeah. They'll sterilize your kid. They, they could. But uh, if you want to. Oh, yeah. I was just going to ask, because you mentioned before that you encourage people to have people who are slightly ahead of them in parenting. Yes. Who was that for you? And also, what do you advice advice you give to parents when you are that person for them? Yeah. Oh, so you find them. We actually chose our house because it was a couple of houses down from a mom that I admired, and she had kids that were a little older than my kids. And I thought I just want to watch her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of the reasons why we chose our house. So go to church, find the people. Right. I do this with your marriage too. Like my husband and I both came from divorced homes, and we didn't know what it looked like to work through problems and have healthy disagreements and be faithful to one another um, in the midst of challenges. And so the church discipled us. Yeah. I mean, w- when we got married, uh, they were like, "Well, you know, what, what's marriage going?" to I'm like, "I don't care. He's totally hot. Everything's going to be okay." I was like, "We were idiots. We were total idiots." So, How old were you when you got married? Twenty two. Yeah. yeah. So wow. you were like, "Yeah, doesn't matter." And, <laughs> and you know, we'd never seen it modeled for us, uh, and so we needed the church to show us how. So do it with marriage. Do it with parenting. Find people you admire who have worked through the issues. Um, and all serious, don't listen to people that tell you that you need 50 body counts before you should. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got lots of issues with the single people online giving relationship advice. That's, mm-hmm. So that's right. Don't listen to relationship advice from people that have not built, maintained, um, mm-hmm. thriving marriages yeah. and have, have kids that you admire. It's crazy to me that people have been able to make a career, single guys and women. That they well, Esther well, they're, Perel, they're, the divorced uh, therapist, she, she is one of the, right. the top podcasts that people go to and you want to be like, not that your heart is not in the right place, but if you don't have the outcome that I'm looking for, right. why would I well, take your instruction manual? To be fair, I often look to the people who lost their sporting events for the best advice, mm. you know, instead of going to the people who are currently winning. You know, losing love, it does wake you up to what not to do. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I've True. been through that. I know how not to fuck it up. At least. You know, I, I think it's actually really simple. I think that human pair bonding typically occurs in, uh, in younger ages than we actually expect. Mm-hmm. And so this is like, High school age into college is when you are high school sweetheart, you date, you're older, then you get married. Mm -hmm. And what happens is if you are 18 and you are in a relationship, that is a tiny portion of your life. And if you remain in that relationship and get married by the time you're in your 30s, half your life is built with and around this person. You share so much. you, You experience a lot of the same things. You have so much in common. What's happening now is they're saying, fuck around, do whatever the fuck you want. And now you've got 30-year-old women being like, I can't find a husband or someone to be with me and, and men as well. And it's like, well, yeah, your whole life is this track. His whole life is this track and they're incongruous. So this is cornerstone versus capstone marriage. Okay, so we used to have cornerstone marriages where you would meet when you were 18, date for a while, get married when you're 20, 22, 24. Mm -hmm. And it was the cornerstone of your life. And then you would build around that cornerstone together. You'd form a foundation together and you would build your home together. Now, I mean, sorry, 
fit and fresh. Fresh and fresh fit. And fit. <laughs> fresh and fit. You know, they were saying, don't do that. First, build your career. Like, yeah, like get your now. dating prowess on. Get enough money. So they're thinking about marriage as a capstone. Right. First, I'm going to put my life in place, and then I'm going to ding, put a cherry on top. Right. That, Like you said, Tim, that is not how we're wired. That's not how our bodies are wired. And if you are going to hit all the body counts, you know, with the the good dad that I that he was debating against. He was talking about sort of the chemicals. That guy was like, cool. He was awesome. Yeah. That's the kind of guy that you should follow. And what he was talking about is you can't mess around, especially um, with sex, without it chemically impacting you, right? You mm-hmm. can't you can't hug for more than 20 seconds without increasing oxytocin levels in your body. That is a chemical response that is conditioning you that is going to develop pathways for future behavior. So if you are doing that, especially with sex, which disproportionately it affects women more, right? That oxytocin, uh, both men and women have the oxytocin release. Men's testosterone dampens it. Estrogen levels in women increase it. Women are more likely to feel connected. They have to kill that connection to be, you know, the the feminized icon. Part of hookup culture. Yeah, Yeah, part of hookup culture. But they have to kill a big part of themselves to do that. So you really are, you really are messing with your chemical wiring and your emotional wiring if you think that you're going to and they're like, well, test drive the car, right? That was their big analogy, yep. test drive the car. No, like the more you hook up and the more you shack up, the less likely that marriage, that relationship is to lead to marriage, the more likely it is to break up if it leads to marriage. Well, I'll sure. tell you this. Uh, when Chelsea Handler made that video about how she wakes up at six in the morning, smokes pot, masturbates, and goes back to bed, you had a bunch of conservatives being like, you know, Ben Shapiro's like, that woman is miserable. She's miserable, absolutely miserable. And I was like, no, she's not. Like, you could make the argument, fine, but in her mind, in her world, I'm pretty sure smoking pot, doing drugs and masturbating feels pretty good. Happiness is however, different than fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. However, when she's in the hospital after suffering a sudden cardiac event and the doctor comes in and says, I'm sorry, Miss Handler, there's nothing we can do. Is there anyone we should call? She's going to go... Uh, Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. No? Yeah. I was going to say... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, okay, we're here if you need us. And then she's going to be sitting in the sterile room, staring at a dark blue wall, just thinking nothing, alone, fading out of existence. The thing about marriage and children is it is high investment in the short term. Well, it takes a while, right? But it is, it is costly, right? To commit to one person, to to have, to... (laughs) bear children, have children, raise children. It is high investment. It does cost you something. But the long-term return. What if those kids become Hollywood movie stars? Well, what if your kids are just awesome teenagers like mine who are, you know, 
soccer stars and raising chickens and, you know, drawing (laughs) chickens. Yes. Yes. No. Well, and that's what happened. The pandemic happened. And my daughter was like, I want chickens. I'm like, fine, you're going to be home all day. So we got chickens. Typical. I think this happened to you. She like hand selected nine chicks, her precious chicks. And five of them were roosters. Oh, wow. <laughs> five. So she is like a frontier woman. So she learned to roosters. to slaughter them. We're like, oh, well, we got to take care of this. She's like oh, a frontier this woman. Person. She was 14 when we got yeah. him. She's a frontier this woman. It's amazing. And, and raised in Seattle, our frontier woman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We were so over the limit of number of chickens you could have in there's your yard. A, uh, <laughs> the fact that there's even a limit. Gross. I know. Yeah. We were... We were uh, they, they shut the bridge down to Harper's Ferry, basically uh-huh. to West Virginia, and it's fucked everything up. Yeah. I tried the detour. Holy shit. It yeah, was like two miles of cars not moving. It's crazy because oh, it's no. a rural back road. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, though, really as we were sitting there in traffic, not moving for 10 minutes, I looked to my right and there were just chickens along the side of the road. And it was because the person who lived there just opens the door and lets that's the chickens go do their thing. It's yeah. whatever. Yeah. I chicken life. It. Chicken life. Yeah. Yeah. Why what, do what, they what were we talking cross about? the road in? They don't. They <laughs> no, they actually don't. Just, they because the will. bridge is closed. That's yeah, why. they're, they're the desperate to get somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but what were we just talking about before chickens took over the conversation? Jason Howerton. That's the guy that was yeah. on the Fresh and Fit podcast mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. dropping the mad dad knowledge. The dad do you, mad dad I, knowledge. I read. I listened to this. Um, uh, do you know NPR's Hidden Brain? They do the no. sociology podcast. It, they had an episode on, and I listened to it a long time ago, talking about parenting and mm. saying there are different styles. But one of the things I found most interesting was uh, someone who's on made the observation that, uh, and I think this applies to you because you are writing a parenting book, that parenting books uh, exist in the modern culture because mm. we left a culture where you were around younger children. Correct. You were around, yeah. partially because of birth control, right? People yeah. had fewer children. So you're not seeing your younger siblings being raised. You're maybe not around nieces and nephews mm-hmm. as much as people would have been. And we're, we have a more transient culture. You're mm-hmm. not necessarily raising them in a a compound, right? With this yeah. extended family. Or even family. a small town where yeah. you grew up. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so you don't have the aunts around you, the grandmas, the cousins, mm-hmm. all of that. And I mean, you listen to people who maybe had one or two siblings when they were growing up. I think mm-hmm. most of us grew up in the era where there was like two parents, I'm sorry, sorry, two kids. A lot of people don't hold babies and they're not around babies yeah. a lot anymore. And so then you have babies and you're like, I don't really know how to I do this. Kn- I know multiple men who have told me the first diaper they ever changed was yeah. their own child's diaper. Like they had never interacted with an infant like that before. They'd yeah. never been caring for one like that. Oh, no, I, I don't even like holding other people's babies. Yeah, they cry. Because you think you're going to drop them or like, what's the fear? Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a tremendous amount of responsibility for the most important thing in that person. Life. Yeah, that's true. And there, mm. people will be like, hold my baby. And I'm like, it is the most important thing in the world to you. And I cannot have that responsibility in my hands. I'm it, sorry. We'll sit on the floor with them then. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I like kids are awesome. Yeah. And it, it's fun to teach kids and stuff like that. But mm. like, I don't, I, oh man, it would be like a nightmare scenario to screw up holding someone's baby. Yeah. You and you know what? Dads don't hold them anyway. They toss them. That's right. You throw them in the air. Yeah. And Bill was so good. <laughs> Bill was kids. holding his daughter on his knee and she was like bending and, and, <laughs> Allie was like, what are you doing? He's like, it's okay. And she was like, just stretching like full. It is okay. Do you find that with your liberal friends, there is a fear of having children or does it lean more selfish? Because I, I think there are a lot of people who are fearful. I'm going to mess it up. I, I'm not with the right person. Like they haven't either reached the capstone or there's some internal fear of children. No, not as much fear, more, more selfishness. Some of that is like, I don't want this to interrupt. But a lot of it really is. This is not good for the planet. Like this is bad for the, and I'm like, and do you think that's Seattle specific or do you think that's, no, I think that's liberal wide, um, that this is bad for the planet. And they're like overpopulation. I'm like, over, what are you talking about? That is so like a 30 year old narrative. It is, we are heading for a demographic winter. Do you understand? Like some South Korea probably will not be able to pull themselves out of Japan is better. They were, they're, they're at 9.91. 
South Korea shocked everybody came in at 0.79. And so that is yeah. actually a population uh, trajectory that, that they really may not be able to reverse. Like we were talking about the elimination of nations. Well, yeah, but like I don't really care that liberals aren't having kids. Well, I, I will tell you the whole ideology is an anti-life ideology. Yeah, I agree. And right. so they're sterilizing, aborting, and just outright yeah. not having kids. And yeah. my attitude is I'm not a conservative. I am not one of these like, oh, these poor people are so misled and I'm, I'm, I'm more libertarian. So I'm like, guys, uh, they can live the life they want to live and wake up at six in the morning, do drugs and masturbate. And then in 20 years, they won't exist anymore. And it will just be you. So you know what? It, you know what it takes to be a conservative these days is living in reality. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Right. They you recognize that's that's why we call our book Raising Conservative Kids in a Woke City, teaching economic, biological and historical reality. That is literally what it means to be a conservative. So you're a conservative, Tim. Welcome. No, I agree. I think uh, at this point, conservative means fact-based and liberal means mm -hmm. cult-based. That's that's mm -hmm. just I because they're like, you know, far right, Tim Poem, like the headlines. Someone mentioned this early in the super chat that media biased fact check. It's a website calls us like far right, almost huh. extreme right. And if you look at our headlines to articles, it's like, you know, in, in, in impeachment inquiry open to Joe Biden. And then you look at the Daily Mail and it's like Hunter Biden smokes crack, buys gun, yeah. mm -hmm. caught lying. And mm -hmm. it's. It's like, okay, you know, whatever. I'll spice up my headlines, Tim, but I they, promise. But, you know, they, they, actually, I would say a lot of the outlets have slowly stopped doing that because it's mm. this weird thing that doesn't work anymore, accusing mm. someone of being far right. But they will call Timcast IRL a conservative or, or a right wing podcast. And I'm just like, that just proves they've never seen it. Yeah, mm. for Not, sure. They've mm. never watched a single, a single mm. episode. And, and it's, it's this simple Joe Biden did commit crimes, period, end of story. Have a nice day. They don't believe these things. They don't investigate these things. And pointing out facts is conservative. Mm -hmm. It's oh, not about oh, what your po politics are. That's because it's reality. They it's call reality. Jimmy Dore far right. Yeah, Jimmy well, Dore is an outright socialist. We talk about the topics that the far right talks about, but it's not a far right fucking like no, no, no far no, no, no. right on this show. That, that's, that's that's we have guests on that would that, be that on far framed, right shows. That is, that is framed incorrectly. We talk about the biggest stories of the day correctly. Mm -hmm. When we start Timcast IRL, I don't say what 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 are the right wing people talking about. Oh, that's about today? true. I'm not looking mm -hmm. for the deep, weird mm -hmm. Jewish shit like the. Well, that's I don't weird. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I am not saying what have the conservatives talked about today. I'm saying what's the headline on the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and the Daily Mail? What are the biggest stories today? And it's like an impeachment inquiry was opened into Joe Biden. There's our headline. Mm -hmm. That's the big news. Everyone's talking about it. We cover it. We then say, hey, look, here's a video of Joe Biden engaging in a quid pro quo. Ah, they're conservative. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, like, exactly. but the video exists. Mm -hmm. Simply yeah. by reporting on it, we're conservative. Mm -hmm. well, this, this, this is the thing. It's conservative reality. Jeez, dude. We Washington Post is reality. all about the yeah. Bidens today. We do not them. talk about conservative issues. No, I don't. You we don't think so? We talk. No. We talk about like family and God. No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the, the, the premise of Timcast IRL is not what's the big conservative story today. The premise is, what is the big story today? That's it. Mm -hmm. And so you'll often find the headline of the Daily Mail, not always, because sometimes it's like Kanye or something. It, it typically, what's the big trend on Google Trends? And that's what we're talking about. The only problem is we tell the truth, we break it down, and we discuss and debate the issue. The left is a cult. So if they say there's no evidence of an impeachment, and we say, here's a big list of evidence that literally exists and has nothing to do... You, you can come on this show and be like, I love Joe Biden. 
And he did all of those things. You're conservative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and there are stories that we talk about that are big and meaningful, like Owen Troyer, right? We were talking about him and what what he's experiencing, the fact that he's getting charged with convicted of trespassing, but going to jail because of his speech. And the mainstream media is not talking about that. No, no, no. I disagree. That was a huge story for the day that all of the leftists and liberals were talking about. I feel like it was a big story. But just from my perspective in the writer's room, it's not something that CNN is talking about as much. NBC was covering it a little bit more. We're talking about things that are meaningful and powerful. But but the the, the liberal journosphere was obsessed with the story. Right. But the journosphere doesn't always reach mainstream Americans. My point is, is, is that if liberal journalists like Ryan Riley are going on Twitter and saying, Owen Schroyer, Owen Schroyer, and they won't shut up about it. And I say, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. That is my point. We do not just cover stories that are something conservatives are talking about. We put- this, this is big political news and cultural news, and we talk about it. But the, the fact, that, the point I'm bringing up is, if you tell the truth, conservative. So I say, Joe Biggs did not commit a crime that warrants two decades in prison. I think he, did, he, he, he deserves some jail time for tearing down a fence and going in the building. What does that look like? I mean, reasonably, a couple months. He got two and a half years. Let's call it a day, conservative. I'm like, I'm pro-choice and pro-progressive tax. Don't matter. Don't even matter. Conservative doesn't mean that anymore. It's like, okay, whatever. One of the things we got to do is not call Joe Biden a criminal because he's technically innocent until proven guilty. He's admitted to crimes. That doesn't mean that he is a criminal. (laughs) He's corrupt, but it doesn't mean that he's- But but I do want to stress to not to to get too far off the the beaten, too far away from the subject is, yeah, I think in, we're two generations away from this current iteration of liberalism ceasing to exist. Mm -hmm. And people keep saying, that's not true, Tim. They're indoctrinating kids. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. Look at the pushback we're seeing in Loudoun County. Look Mm -hmm. at the pushback in Florida. Parents are, this is why they're freaking out. Their indoctrination isn't working and they don't have kids of their own. Mm-hmm, Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. I got it. How did you do it? How did you navigate four kids in Seattle? At least vaguely, generally, how did you do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so this book, um, but basically you need to apply age-appropriate strategies to inculcate your worldview in developmental ways. That's the bottom line. So we sort of break it down like, what are you going to do in elementary school? What are you doing in middle school? What are you doing in high school? Um, you know, we talk a lot about how you can teach what you know, but you replicate what you are. And so if you want your kids to be knowledgeable, to be able to stand firm, to be able to push back, to be able to sort fact from fiction, you'd better be able to do that, right? You need to be an expert enough on the topics that need to be conserved. Like we didn't call it raising anti-woke kids or anti-left kids. We said raising conservative kids because there are specific things that are under attack right now that need to be conserved. They're not new ideas. They're old ideas. They're the best ideas from economics and biology and history that need to be conserved. What are those things right now that are under attack that you need to be an expert on? You need to know enough about the founding of America, male-female, parent-child relationships, the nature of rights, um, religious freedom, protections, that kind of thing. These are the things under attack. These are the things you need to fortify your kids in. You need to be an expert on this. And I, I want to say one thing before we go to callers. Uh, I am not Christian. I believe in God, but I actually think the Ten Commandments are pretty important. Mm. We, we've, you we, are correct. You, we, you now get another 1,000 points. We, we talked about it a bit with Seamus. We went through them, and I, I, was, I said, if you think about what the commandments are outside of a religious context, try and view them secularly, overwhelmingly, they can be applied to a good moral life regardless of whether you believe in God or not. Right. But uh, I don't want to rehash that. We're going to go to callers now. So let's uh, let's let's do that. And maybe we'll have the conversation tomorrow morning. Okay. It's, it's a good on one. Mute. Uh, let us speak to, I have to see the name here. Were we on mute? Crondors. We, I was on mute for a second there. Uh, Crondors, Crondors, you're with back. us. How are you? What good up? to talk to you again. 
Hey, good evening, everybody. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Very fun. Here he is. Uh, so my question was, um, so uh, what are your thoughts on what the state of the nation is going to be between November 2024 and January 20th, 2025? Woo! And um, as a result of like what happened last time, do you think we need to kind of like revamp that period of time where give it, or give it more time so that people can do their legal processes or maybe even shorten it so that we they can't? I mean, what, what do you guys think? Nope, because whoever wins will say no. If Trump wins, the Democrats will file suit and the right's going to be like, fuck you, no. And if the left wins, the right's going to be like, we should sue. And the left's going to be like, fuck you, no. It is going to be crazy as fuck. And I, I just I just got to say, guys, like, tell me a reasonable scenario, just please, where there is not chaos following the results of the 2024 election. Yeah. If Biden yeah. wins, if Trump wins, I think Biden drops out. I, 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 I am in a strong, I am of the strong position right now. I believe that Biden will drop out. Mm. And... I do have a piece of me being like, man, I, I don't know for sure, but I just cannot. Two things I can't see. I can't see Biden actually running because if he does, it's a sure shot to losing, period, mm -hmm. end of story. Mm -hmm. If he does remain in, this overlaps the other the other scenario in that they pull Trump's name off the ballot. There's some fuckery and then. But let's just say right now, the election's totally normal. Trump runs, Biden runs, everyone smiles, shakes hands. Then the results come in. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everything burns to the fucking ground, no matter who the winner is. Yeah. Democrats won't accept Trump. Trump, won't, uh, Trump supporters won't accept Joe Biden or Democrats. They're, I just, I don't see it. Yeah, it's almost better that neither one of those guys runs for president. But no, no, that doesn't even matter either. Know, make if, him go away isn't the way to if, look at if it. They're calling Vivek a 9-11 truther. Yeah, they, the, 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 they call they call Ron DeSantis. Uh, they, they imply he's like with young girls and stuff like this. What is like, truther? What does that mean? I've heard it for years, but what does it mean? It means you believe that false truth. 9-11 is, is an inside job. But it's, so it's just about 9-11. They don't go. Truther means you reject the official narrative of thing. Yeah. It mm. typically it comes from 9-11 truther. Oh, OK. Mm. But now, you know, people have applied it to other things. But uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, I, bro, I gotta be honest. I think your question's fairly obvious. You know, there are a lot of people who are like, Tim needs to go touch grass. And I'm like, dude, I go out all the fucking time. I was in Portland, Maine. I was in the Outer, outer Banks. I go to National Harbor in DC and hang out with regular old people at a poker table. And I am telling you, fuck me, dude. It's gonna be nuts. There, the, you know, the, the closest I see to normalcy is when a dude at the poker table says, you know, I don't really follow any of that stuff. I have no idea. And I'm like, yeah. And then three of the other guys at the table are talking shit about Joe Biden and the Democrats. And like, I don't know, man. I just, politics is pop culture. Mm -hmm. And 
come 2024, the results come in. Some there, 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 I do not, I can't, I cannot envision a clean scenario. Mm. Trump's name gets pulled from a single ballot, wrong size ballot images, videos of, of people covering up the windows. You need one. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one. And then people are going to be like, I refuse. And it's going to be yeah. nuts. Yeah. Peaceful transition of power. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, me either. Happen. Suddenly also all the lefties start saying bootlicker again. Yeah, Just like but uh, Grandors, do you want to uh, elaborate on that or was that sufficient? No, I agree with you. I can't see any anything playing out without someone uh, throwing a brick through a window and just having the domino At effect least. of everything burning down to the ground after that. Yeah, so that's like yeah. Black get away though. from cities. I would. Uh, here's what I will. I would do, and I don't want to give anyone advice because you got to be responsible for your own safety because your your circumstances are unique. But if it were me, I would not be in a city, and. Uh, I just have some emergency supplies. Yeah, get to know your neighbors. Your, your community, because worst case scenario is that there's chaos outside your house. And if you know your neighbors, you guys will be ready for it. And it won't happen. But I, but I, but it, I, I do think it's fair to say it's like not going to be immediately after the election is called the morning, like the early morning hours. Mm-hmm. It could be like two, two months later, like we saw with January mm-hmm. 6th. It could be, I mean, it could be fucking crazy. Maybe there'll be I an mean, external look, look, threat. In 2020, the Democrats in, envisioned a scenario where West Coast states would would be pressured to secede from the union if Trump wins. Mm-hmm. There's a John Podesta thing. I've... Yep, yep. Boston Globe reported this, so y'all yeah, get ready. But uh, was that good? Should we should we advance? Anything to add, Crondors? No, that was great. Appreciate it. I, I was was wondering if I could ask a question at, maybe after everybody else is done, or um, if there's time. But oh, I'm just well, gonna wait here. You should but just yeah. ask it now. Yeah, so it's up. It's faster. Uh, sure. Um, I, I want to ask you this yesterday because you were talking about people, you know, plugging into the metaverse and then just being fed bugs. But what were your thoughts about, uh, the holodeck on Star Trek, uh, and, you know, and it's oh, parallels bro. too. so I'm plugging into it because even like Picard at times would like, you know, escape into like a, like a, one of his Sherlock home, yep. you know, things. And I mean, what are your thoughts in those parallels? So the holodeck, amazing. If we ever had anything like that, it's funny because they didn't understand VR and computer brain interface. What is a holodeck? Just it's like a uh, room, a, r- a room that can become any any anything. And okay. You, and it's infinite space when the room becomes the jungle. You're actually in a jungle. <laughs> because video games. you don't like walking to a wall. Because it's a treadmill, actually. <laughs> it's like what you guys are describing in your video games. Yeah, exactly. But like you walk into a room, you say "computer Sherlock Holmes," and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you are Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about that is, let's be real. It's a public publicly accessible room on a ship full of your peers and colleagues, people wouldn't do all that crazy of stuff with it. Now, in their homes back on Earth, it would be the most fucked up, psychotic porn machine ever devised. Dude, that should be an episode of Star Trek where like Riker's like, yo, you see the shit that Picard was doing in the fucking holodeck of his house? (laughs) No, it's got to be like, that's a parody we could do where it's like, no no one's going to go on, like, let's say you're on a military ship. And they have a, a video game console or computer with a big screen that anyone can look at. No one's going to blast porn on it unless they're doing it as a gag where they're like trying to prank and be like, ah, look what we just pulled up. But in their own home. So you could do a bit where it's like, yeah, I'm going to pick up uh, uh, Picard for the, the meeting we got. And then he shows up and he's like, Jean-Luc, are you in here? And then he walks in and then he's like, he's, he must be playing holodeck and he opens it. And there's just like lizard people banging sasquatch yeah. they prank and him on his birthday the they put a virus in the deck and he's like 
holodeck take computer take me to the front lines of the battle of and then he's in a in a brothel and he's like no i said slow down computer no, slow it, down it, the virus <laughs> the virus would be him being like play porn scenario 14 <laughs> and then he sees a beautiful woman and he's like perfect and then all of a sudden the woman turns into sasquatch and he's like no no <laughs> but anyway yeah uh yeah, I just I just remember that one episode where Jordy makes a copy of this girl he likes and he's yep. trying to date her in, in there. And I'm yep. like, that's just that's so on the surface. But that's so yep. creepy. Yeah, that that's one right. of the episodes was he creates a uh, he has the computer create uh, using a personal a pers- uh, the, 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 uh, the Starfleet profile of the scientist. He needs help designing or fixing some engineering problem. The scientist is, is, is a woman. The computer makes her agree- agreeable and amicable and to work with him. And then he gets attracted to her, meets her in real life. She's a bitch. She fi- and she's married. She finds out that he created this thing of her, and she's like, "You are a fucking creep, dude." But anyway, hmm. yeah, good question. It's easier to have feelings later, for people that can't argue with you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. This is literally Cheers. why you've got Japanese men that are marrying anime characters. <laughs> <laughs> you know that in Japan they have they have like business chains of masturbation stations. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, when I was in Japan, I kept seeing this like logo like in a sign that i didn't know what it was and then finally i was like what is that thing we see all over the place and they're like oh it's for masturbating and i was like what like yeah and like let's go check it out and so we went in and they have dirty women's panties they have rooms some of the rooms are on camera you can watch because some people get off on being watched on camera while they do it there are stained clothes so is this just like Here's some relief so you can go back and focus on your job kind of thing. It's like in the middle of work, you go to the masturbation station. Mm. Instead of doing it in public. Yeah, Japanese people would be crazy. So you don't anyway, get caught on camera tubing. People okay. want to be on camera. Anyways, okay. Panda-ish, how what are up? you? Hey, what's going on, Serge? How you doing? Uh, I'm, you know, just listening to interesting conversations. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I want to white pill people a little bit. Please uh, do. Please do. We need and to it has to do, it's more for Tim uh, on Trash House Records. So imagine a year and a half from now, you know, Trump's president, Vivek's vice president, <laughs> and Cast Cafe is going, your stage is up and running, and you're running a show like The Voice. Brett's your hosts like Ryan Seacrest, and Ian, Phil, and Carter are your judges. Now you're in fantasy land. Well, I mean, Brett oh, has blonde on. hair now, so he could be... This is kind of growing out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Ryan Seacrest. I'm more likely to build a carbon fiber graphene wingsuit and try and fly off the top of my building than to do what you described. <laughs> really? Cause, cause I got to right? be honest, a carbon fiber graphene wing, we should do that. If we my goal happen, is to have yeah. uh, one of your songs play at uh, the inauguration or whoever. Just we yeah. can be. A, I don't care who wins. I just want to hear. Tim Cast music uh, performed at a live event. We'd have to. We'd cool. have to write a song. I think we got a million to one. I don't think no. we need a bridge either. Oh, actually, that that could theoretically yeah, work. That's a good political message because, like, you're up against the mass. But it works for Trump's style of the music he kind of plays. It's not too aggressive. Yeah, it's like Survivor kind of. Vivek could use it at one of his rallies. I just want to. I don't know. I think it's cool that like there are many branches of this company that span lots of cultural interests that you could be hearing something that's attached to this podcast. But it could just be a song that you like. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be because you like this candidate or because whatever. You just like that, like what we're producing. Was it Panda Ish's uh, suggestion that you didn't like? Is it the just the 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 contest of the voice itself? You don't want anything to do with, or do you not want? I mean, the whole thing about the voice is just awful, in my opinion. The voice, yeah. Who wants to do those? That? Those I reality co- shows, those reality like competition shows, they're pretty new in in human culture, like twenty years new. 
And I think it's done massive disservice to these people that want like the get rich I mean, it's quick. like Eurovision, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like Eurovision. Yeah, it's just it's they make like karaoke contests. Yeah. yeah, where you like come out of obscurity. And what was it? Was what, Pandesh, was that your question that you, you would suggest we would do something of, of this sort? Of this well, sort? I mean, because if anything, you guys would be able to push out actual like rock and alternative people actually playing music mm-hmm. instead of all this friggin' auto tune crap. I would end up being like Simon Cow. I would really criticize i would have to be honest and if and if they're not we just have no, three the, the, simon listen, cowell's listen. back to back. They, these these shows are covers they they it's not original music it's it's taking existing pop culture music having someone sing it and profiting off of it mm-hmm. i i wouldn't want to do something well like that. no you have them do their actual music instead yeah, but, I mean, but, but know, then you, you but then it's just the, like uh, that, but then we might as well just sign bands that are good and just have them well do i shows. mean You'll have us as uh, members be able to vote for like people that we think would actually help you because you'll be signing them. But I, we'd be like, oh, yeah, that person's music or that band's music. I think doing but anything it, like The Voice would tarnish the credibility of the bands that were involved in it. What if you did a music festival? What if Trash House gets so big you guys can have an annual music festival? I mean, that'd be great. That'd be so cool. Yeah. I like the idea of white pilling. I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think there are lots of cool things that our various projects could grow into, including Trash House. White pills all around. We could probably get like a field and set up a bunch of benches. We have a field. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We have 50 acres. Just get a bunch of fencing and then giant stadium, like not stadium seating, but benches, like bleachers. I, don't know, 15, I, I would, uh, I would, but yeah, I, I, Sermon on the Mount, baby. Just I would just do a yeah, show. I would never do love. a voice kind of thing. Yeah, no yeah, judges, none not, of that. Not worth it. You know, I would have a show and be like, that was great. Like if we had our own tiny desk, you know the NPR thing where people come play their music, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're setting up the music thing for here for Fridays. Yeah, I yeah. think we, the, cool. the only reason we didn't is because we thought we were going to be at Free Damistan by now, but we're just not because governments takes forever. Mm-hmm. Government, yeah. Uh, Panda ish. Anything else to add? Uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, Orville already did the por- uh, hollow porn. If you remember, if you watched Orville, <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> and Orville's then uh, good. also, uh, you said you want to promote other shows. Have you actually watched Carnival Row? Uh, nope. Season two literally destroys communism. So cool. I'm pretty sure Phil would like that. Nice. I just, I watched the latest season of It's Always Sunny. It's fucking great. They're, yeah. they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love it. Really good. Well, Pandish, thank you very much. Uh, yep. That's Thanks for calling in, brother. Cheers. Is uh, Always Sunny still running? Yeah. Yeah. The latest New season episodes. was great. New it was episodes, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, R-O-R. How are you? You're with us. Hello, TimCast crew and guest. It's amazing to finally be able to call in and talk to all of you. What up? Question for you, is the O a zero or is that an O? It is. So it's Roar and I kind of stole it from Warhammer. It's Regiment of Renown. Love it. Cool. Um, So I do apologize if this is a little uh, long-winded, but um, I'm a New York resident, lifelong, and I was never really into politics. I was just your default Democrat until around 2018 that the fiasco that was the Trump impeachment. It kind of fired me up a little bit, and I started diving deep, researching, and seeing what was going on in our country and our culture. Shortly after, I found your show, Tim, and this is my home. Uh, So I've been watching for... A couple of years now, I've been a member. I watch every single night. I've tried to get people involved. But oh, yeah. in my Appreciate hometown it. in New York, we have a little project going on. We're really, really close to launching for cultural projects. And uh, we're trying to get our community more involved. I'm doing things on my own along with three other people. 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What are some resources that are available to kind of get ourselves out there um, fast hitting the ground and more involved into the community to bring more people together? Do you have any ideas? Oh, no. I lo- I, You know what I love? about what you're doing though is um and 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 really there were some clues in what you were saying that again um women just tend to connect right but you're coming to tim because you're saying you've built something and i want to know how you built something and actually like what you're doing i think is deeply masculine like men men don't just need good ideas they need to see maleness embodied by a man you cannot disembody manhood it has to be embodied right so um that's why you know you're like you said this is my home right you have found a place where formation is happening right that's what happens in a home is you're formed in a home and tim is helping you form um a new way of looking at the world but it's not just ideas it's he's built something concrete and that is also deeply masculine and you are also building and taking responsibility for other people in your world so i just applaud you i love it aurora um and i I just think that that is fantastic right that that's how men roll they look at what men are doing men that they admire um they don't just need the men take responsibility for themselves they need to see a man taking responsibility for other people and that is what inspires them that's Mm -hmm. what calls them to greatness that's why you love watching you know, Sound of Freedom and why you love watching um, William Wallace fight the the Scottish tyranny, like everything that calls men. Thank you. Yeah. He is the Scot, <laughs> right? But everything that, wh- what it is that calls men to greatness is other great men. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think it's For, in- cool that to, you're- well, to, well, to get to his question, sorry. I, I was going to say, I think to, if you want to grow, I think to your point, the best thing to do would be to have, in my opinion, events with people in your area that celebrate whatever you're interested in or you, you that have your values. And then you just invite other people to them. Uh, I mean, this is a, a typical sorority recruitment tactic where you're saying, <laughs> uh, please bring someone to this event that we're having. Everyone has to bring someone. Mm. But it's a way to quickly show people kind of your values, have them at an event, and then also have mm. them connect with other people. I think that's one of the reasons our Discord is so successful is that people want to keep the conversation going among their friends and it gives them a place to say these are people to talk to with your values so Mm -hmm. uh that's my advice always just find someone or if you're having events make it mandatory that people bring someone new Mm -hmm. i what i want to know a little bit more about what it is you're promoting exactly uh so we are starting our own podcast um we've already gotten a couple of channels up and running uh we built our studio we're about thirty five hundred dollars in um we're just going to be talking about cultural stuff like you guys do try to keep politics out of it a little bit in the beginning because we don't want to be pushed into a camp but we're already collaborating with a bunch of uh, local businesses because there's just a lot of people in my town in my community they have so much to talk about but they feel like nobody is listening Mm -hmm. and it's just driving us to want to do this 
I think it's cool that you're doing something. It's good that you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to, you have to, there has to be action at some point. You can't just sit idly by. When I first started doing internet video, I would go to videos of people that I respected and wanted to emulate and look at all the comments. And then I'd open each of the commenters page and message them individually with my newest video with a message. Mm. This is my newest video. I really truly, I believe in this. I really think we can communicate. And, and so I would do that like a thousand times a day or like, cause it's free. You can market yourself for free that way. And that'll get you from zero to like a thousand subscribers right off, you know, right away. Meaning like 60 hours of work or 40 hours <clears> of work, whatever. <throat> That's a good way. I don't know if you can still do it as easily. No. Snowball YouTube. rolling down a hill. It's just, you gotta put, put the work in. Yeah. But especially if you think it's for people in your town, like if you have someone on who lives locally, have them send it to their five brothers or, yeah. you know, send it to a, a local newspaper or whatever you want to do. Like there are ways to, especially if you're already in a physical community to distribute there and grow from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need, we definitely need to, uh, get on to the next caller. Yeah, I'm looking forward hour. to seeing the yeah, show, man. Or I wish I had a better answer for resources that you could use to, to help everything go faster. But I, I think the reality is you are, you are digging through a tunnel made of pure stone. You're digging a mountain path like that dude who, uh, what was it? His wife died because she couldn't get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So yes, he in India. single-handedly carved a tunnel. Yep. And uh, the resources available may be minimal. It may be only what you can see around you. And it may actually just be carving a hole through a mountain. But if you believe in it and you do it, you'll make it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks True. for calling in, buddy. Thank you so much. It's a big honor. I hope you guys all have a wonderful night. Oh, I'm you. honored you that so you're much. a member, my friend. Thank you, man. Seriously. Uh, mad thank respect. You. And thank you so much for, for uh, the support and for calling in. Yep. Cheers. Keep it's it right. up. Good night. Good night. All right, St. Miles, how are you? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Of course. You got it, man. Uh, my question is, sorry, I'm still reading some of the chats from the holodeck uh, <laughs> chat earlier. It's good. All good. But um, my question is, with the uh, latest court uh, decision on DACA, what are your thoughts, and for your guests especially, uh, about uh, Anchor Babies? What was the latest ruling? Uh, they a, a judge just ruled that it's invalid that DACA doesn't stand as a good. As, yeah, that's uh, how I felt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing is, DACA they're gonna they're gonna battle for DACA for the rest of eternity. It's gonna be something that we fight on for years and years and years. Uh, you know, the thing about anchor babies, and I can say this because my brother is one. No, I'm just kidding. Well, he kind <laughs> of is. Um, is that I don't believe in birthright citizenship. So the idea of an anchor baby doesn't seem valid, right? I don't think that we should have it be, uh, I mean, this was true, I can't remember his name, but one of the the heads of a Mexican drug cartel sent his wife over to California so she would have her twins born here so that they would always have claim to the U.S. and that the, the benefits that uh, have, if you have a, a child who is born in the U.S. but their parents aren't here, there are different uh, ways for them to get, in, their extended family to get into the country. Uh, so I don't think this ruling is the end of it. It's not like we're just like, and we're done with DACA now because it's such a, a point of contention among the two parties. Uh, but I think the real solution is is ending birthright citizenship. Agreed. It's 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 not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, and, and also the, the times have changed. It used yeah. to be that there was no real border and people walked back and forth and being a citizen meant more to do with did you have access to communal funds and voting and, and right. de- national defense and things like that? Now it means something different because we have people ripping us off, murdering us, smuggling drugs, and I'm not okay with loopholes. I just, I True think that. we've got to have rules. Yeah, right. I agree. Did you so, see that Italian island of 6,000 citizens was yeah. just 7,000 immigrants yep. came kind of, in? Yep. Mm-hmm. Trying to break through the barricades. Yeah. That's It's crazy. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's like and set up the machine gun, defend your territory kind of shit, man. Yeah, seriously. It is terrifying. We're getting to the, like, listen, back in the day, if a horde of a thousand people carrying flags tried to rush into your town or country, it was a all it was military. A it's like military age men too. Yep. It's not they just did, women and right. children. It's, it's not women and children. It's just a bunch of men. They, they would, they would, that's called a barbarian horde. Mm. Yep. Literally. I have a lot to learn about the subject, but I will say that the loophole of birthright citizenship is absolutely being exploited in big fertility right now. You've mm -hmm. got yeah. these Chinese couples that are coming over, yep. renting the wombs of largely Californian women because it's Wild West in terms of reproductive technologies there. Mm -hmm. Custom order a baby very often. Well, maybe not often. We don't know because big fertility doesn't track any of the children that they are purchasing, selling, and yeah. and exporting. But then they're... But they will have two or three. They'll implant two or three. Then they'll abort the one or two that they don't want. And then the child is Chinese born to an American woman and then yep. has American citizenship flown back to China. Yep. And so like now we have added this commercial aspect, mm -hmm. this customizing commercial aspect to birthright citizenship. And, uh, and, and countries, we are unique. I mean, this is not a standard thing. It's not every other country in the world. If I had a child in Germany, I wouldn't. It wouldn't automatically have German citizenship. I think no. the America doesn't understand. I think. I think it's wrong for America to assume this is an effective way, just because we've always done it this way. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It used to be that we needed citizens when we were a, a birthing country. When mm -hmm. when we were young as we a nation. Now we're oversaturated, apparently. Well, and also, if we needed citizens, why wouldn't we encourage people to have families? That's great. And, and also, that's legal. Instead we of never encourage illegal Instead of allowing birth tourism and open borders, we should be incentivizing having families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like the idea of cutting taxes for people if they have a certain amount, number of kids, things like that. Yeah. And the, and liberals seem to agree with that. They do that so. in Hungary, I think. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. It's 25% okay. off your income tax up to four a kids. A lot of Eastern none. European right, institutions, right. it's to fight the decline in birth rate, right? But fighting the decline in birth rate isn't solved by opening your borders. That's That's not the same yeah. thing at all. Yeah, I am so uh, terrified of what could. St. Isles was that uh, was that good? I hate to go too abruptly, but I want to try and get to these other callers. No, that was uh, very on point. Thank you very much. And to Ian, uh, my avatar is the Order of St. John, uh, not oh, the Maltese. Christ. Thanks, yeah. man. Right on. Thanks for calling in, brother. Thank you. Thank you, St. Miles. All right, Sammy Football, you're with us. How what are you? Up? Hey, hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep, loud and clear. Hey, so um, I'll make it as quick as possible because I do have my little uh, after show plug for the end. But um, uh, my okay. question is actually for Katie. Um, so once in a tweet, you had said adoption begins with loss, which disadvantages children. And as someone who's adopted, I respectfully disagree. And I truly consider me being adopted as a blessing in my life. My life compared to the life that I would have had, especially now what I know what I know now that I know what I know. Um, I wish I had all night to share my story. However, my question is what needs to be reformed in the adoption process in your opinion to make it easier for families who long to have children? Yeah. I'd love to hear your story. I wish we had time for it. Um, the reality is that adoption does not exist for adults. It's not about giving kids to people who want to complete their family. Not infertile adults, not gay adults. Adoption's not for adults. Adoption is for children. Adoption is for kids whose parents could not or would not give them the life that they deserved. And so the goal is to place children with the parents that are best going to be able to meet their needs, both in terms of safety and development, kinship bonds, wherever it's best and appropriate. Um, but adoption does begin with loss. The child has to lose their first family to find their adoptive family. 
the mother has to lose a relationship with her child, um, either because she's not fit or because she feels like she can't offer the child uh, the life that the baby deserves. And so adoption, as it's properly understood, is a child-centric institution. It is a just society's response to children who have lost their parents. It is mm. not a means for adults to get kids. Right. That's not what it is. And we fall into an awful lot of error in an awful lot of ways if we think that this ex institution exists for adults. It doesn't. It exists for you. Adoption is for you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is to serve you. Have you watched 30 Rock? No. Liz Lemon wants to have it all. It's her character. She's the head writer of a show. It's a funny show. I love the show. But when they talk about how uh, she having it all means being the boss and having a family, they center her adoption around what she wants to be fulfilled, mm -hmm. not around helping the baby. That mm -hmm. There's actually no, they don't talk about the baby at all. Right. It's just she's trying to get a baby because she wants one. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm an adoptive mom. I used to be the assistant director at the largest Chinese adoption agency in the world. I was responsible for compliance with international state and federal standards to make sure that the best interest of the child was upheld. The way that adoption is set up is to restore what has been lost. And so that's what adoption should be. But that does not negate the fact that the child has to lose something to then find that redemptive position. Does that does that help sort of yeah. correct kind of Yeah, I would yeah, and I'll actually reach out to you on Twitter because
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.